everyone, this is Zach at FF Chalupa Batman, and this is Triple Play Fantasy's Beyond the Analyst interview series. Today, I am joined by the wonderful Nate Polvote. How's it going today, Nate? It's wonderful, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to uh, chat a little bit. I appreciate you coming on. So for those of you who don't know Nate, he is the Senior Digital Media Editor for In Between Media, Feature Dynasty Writer for Fantasy Pros, and Writer for Trophy Smack. There's some awesome teams you work for. And... If you guys have not tuned in before, this is episode 29, so go ahead and listen to the first 20 episodes. But we're not here to get Nate's great fantasy football takes. I'm sure they're great, and I know we are getting real close to the season, but uh, we're still in the off season, so we're just here to have some fun and get to know you a little bit better. Uh, so like I said, thanks for joining me today, Nate. Oh, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, season is coming up fast, but are my takes good? It depends on who you ask, really. <laughs> When they're right, they're great. And when they're wrong, I don't remember. No, they're awful. Them, so we're good. Yeah. Exactly. Perfect. I love that. <laughs> awesome. So we are here on YouTube if you're watching us or on your po- podcast platform or if you're listening to us. So make sure you go ahead and like, download, subscribe, all that fun stuff to support the great team at Triple Play Fantasy. And we'd hate for you to miss out on any great content that everyone on the team is putting out. But we'll get right, right into it, Nate. So how did you start playing fantasy football? So... It is 1992. I was 10 years old. My dad was running a work league for the company. It's now Dish Network. Uh, They were Echo Star back then. And he was the commissioner and they needed one more person to fill the league. So I decided to play. I'd been watching him play for a handful of years. That's how I got started. My first pick was Randall Cunningham. He was still with the Eagles, I believe, in 92. Um, So that's how old I am, if anyone was curious. Uh, And it was all like one of my biggest memories from that first season playing was that my dad and I would watch Monday Night Football and score out of the paper. Pencil and paper. Everybody had written up their lineups. We had to go through, calculate all the points, add in the Monday Night points the next day. It was a whole thing. It was a whole ritual. So that's kind of how I got started playing. That's awesome. And I believe Renna Cunningham was one of the the first like rushing quarterbacks back then with fantasy football that... That really hit it big. So that's a lot of fun. And look at yeah. us now. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. I remember I started with my dad as well. Um, but back then, it was in 1992. I won't say what year, but we didn't have phone apps yet uh, for games. So I was still playing like on a desktop. You had to like, yeah. I remember going in, the, I was still in high school when I first started. And I had to hop on to a computer real quick, sneak into a computer lab and do my <laughs> waiver wire pickups uh, to, to beat my league mates. Um, but yeah, so that's we've come a long way now. Yes, we have. Thank and do God. you have a yeah, do you have a preferred league setup? I really like having a variety. I'm in way too many leagues. I'm in 20 something dynasty leagues right now, but I have a mix. Like we've got some tight end premium, we've got some one quarterback. I've got a, this crazy flex league where it's like I think we have one quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver and one tight end and then it's like eight flex slots, which is cool. Um I've gotten into IDP recently, which I really do enjoy. I like kind of focusing more on that defensive side of the ball as well. It gives me a reason to pay more attention to that stuff. I just like to play everything. I think the only thing I don't have right now is one quarterback. Like a, a good old standard one quarterback <laughs> league. No, that's fun. That's the great thing about fantasy is you can try out so many different styles of league, see what you like, what you don't like. And like I said, just have fun with a variety. Yeah. And then I noticed uh, this offseason you did this this big offensive line project. So what inspired you to create an offensive line projections and rankings? So Pat Fitzmorris from Fantasy Pros inspired me by asking me if it was a project I would like to handle. It was something that they were looking to do. <clears throat> 
I was fairly ambitious this offseason, trying to get as much content from them as I could, as many assignments as I could. And when he brought this to me, I, I really couldn't say no. He gave me a million outs because it's a pretty daunting task. But I learned so much doing it and learning how some of these offensive line work, like what side they like to run to, how they're doing their different zone blocking schemes, man blocking schemes, how they're factoring the tight end to these blocking schemes, how they're using running backs in these sets. And it, like, I just never realized how much this actually did kind of matter to fantasy football. Like it's hard to get behind a quarterback if they're not mobile and their offensive line's terrible. And you know that they're going to be trying to get the ball out quicker. I can't think of a specific, my, I'm kind of having a brain fart here about my rankings, but it, it was a different side of things. It's something that nobody else is really doing. Something I had never, certainly never done. I knew the offensive lineman for most teams, but like actually projecting starters was a real interesting task. I learned a ton from it. it. And I think that people should like, if you're real serious about playing fantasy football and you really want to win your leagues, these are the kind of things that you need to start factoring in offensive line matters. Um, fantasy pros is actually going to have an offensive line versus defensive line matchup article in season every week, which I think you should definitely take advantage of checking that kind of stuff out. It's not just about the skill players. It's about the whole team at the end of the day. No, it's really interesting. It kind of reminds me of the wide receiver cornerback matchups that we've talked about for the last few years as well, but looking at a different side of the ball that really does impact the passing game as well as the, the running game. Um, do you feel like you learned a lot from that where it kind of affected how you felt about certain players? Um, you don't have to really go into like specific players, but did you change your mind on some players as you were researching their offensive lines? I did. I did. And as we get closer to the season, I'm going to be updating them here probably in like two weeks. That's going to change the way I perceive some stuff too. These lines have already changed from my projections. We've had injuries. Um, Tampa Bay lost their center, which was a big piece of their offensive line. And just like when you lose a veteran like that, that's going to affect how the whole offensive line plays. And you're going to have to factor that in to see who they replace them with. So and I, throughout the season, I think my opinions are going to change on players as these things change. Sure. And I think something like this kind of uh, project will really impact people as they start getting into more of that all 22 uh, fantasy mm. league that just started uh, because offensive line matters in that league. Yes, absolutely. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool to, to look into that. And like you said, it, it does impact so much. So it's really interesting to see really how some teams are set up well. <laughs> some teams. Uh, right. You're very concerned for <laughs> concerned for and wondering why they hadn't they had opportunities to do things and they didn't do them. It was it was very it's very interesting endeavor. Yes. And if you aren't working on fantasy content, what are you doing for fun? Not working on fantasy content. <laughs> I don't know what. Um, binge. We're generally we're binge watching a show, uh, chasing Jackson around. He's starting kindergarten in a week, which is just mind-blowing um hiking if we can if the weather's nice enough but i mean seriously a lot of our life is based around football so we don't do a whole ton outside of it honestly <laughs> nothing wrong with that uh so i know this is an evergreen show so anybody could be watching anytime but uh do you have any shows you've recently binged that you would recommend yes so there's a show on netflix called maggie it's only one season so far, but it is so good. We binged, we watched the entire season in two days, and then three days later, rewatched the entire season again. Um, so that one's been great. Um, there's one we've been watching, I can't think of the name of it. 
oh, please like me on Netflix as well. It's been pretty hilarious. I think it's like five, six seasons. It's an Australian show. It's hilarious. I'll uh, add those to my list because I've not seen either of those yet. They're good. They're worth it. Yeah. <laughs> I watch too much TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So you've been in the, in the space for a good bit and there's a lot of new content creators or people thinking about starting in the fantasy space. Do you have any advice for those content creators as they first start out? Yeah. So the biggest thing you've got to do is don't be afraid to network with people. I, when I started actually getting out there, putting myself out there, talking to people, asking questions, getting to know people, interacting with people who I thought there's no way this person would talk to me, but all of a sudden here I am in a conversation with them. Um, networking. That's the biggest thing you can do and put out as much content as you can. The more you write, the more you podcast, the more you do live streams, TikToks, whatever it is you want to do, the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it, the more polished you're going to get. When I started writing almost exactly two years ago for in between, I honestly don't think I'd written anything long form since my senior year of high school. I didn't take any journalism courses in college. I don't have a college degree. Like writing just wasn't a thing I did. And now here I am writing. Um, but the more I, the more I wrote, the better I got at it. If you have questions, don't be afraid to ask people, even someone you think would never talk to you because they will, they definitely will. Um, and do just don't be afraid to get out there put out content on as many platforms as you can promote yourself too. That's a big thing that I didn't do at first. <clears throat> we all hate Facebook, but share your work on Facebook, share your work on Instagram, share it with your friends, share it with your family, text your stuff, text a link to your stuff to your mom and your dad and your siblings and your cousins and your friends. Like they're not going to know you're doing it if you don't show it to them. And the more that's where you're going to get your initial traction is friends and family. You get them to read your stuff because they love you and they have to. Right. Um, <clears throat> but then that can grow because maybe they like it so much. They share it with their friends and then their friends share it with like their kids and their kids are like, Oh, I've been looking for something like this. I love it. I'm going to share it with my friends. And all of a sudden you're, you're building an audience and all you've done is share your work. And uh, I, that's good advice. And, and it's hard because there are a lot of times I'm like, <laughs> Like when I did my offensive line rankings, I shared them on Facebook, but I'm like, nobody cares. (laughs) My friends and family don't care about offensive line, anything. They're they're not going to read it, but I shared it anyway. And it actually got some decent traction. Um, Just because you think people might not like it. They probably, somebody's going to like it. Somebody's going to care about it. I definitely know that most of my friends and family on Facebook, when I post all of my, my content, Half of them, it's just a, it's a pity like, or maybe they looked at it, but you, like you said, you never know if someone's going to read right. it or they share it with somebody else. And all it takes is a few people to get invested in your work that you build that audience. Exactly. It's funny. Most of the people who like my stuff on Facebook now are people I met in the uh, fantasy Twitter community. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. And then uh, you mentioned the beginning of your advice about networking. Uh, there's a lot of people that have, for lack of a better term, anxiety about reaching out to somebody, doing that networking. Do you have any kind of advice on how to get over that, that fear? Just do it. I have, I'm the same way, man. Like I am not a super outward person. Um, when I walk into a room, like I'll make conversation with people cause I have to, but it's awkward for me and uncomfortable. Take a deep breath, 
write out what you want to say in like a Google doc before you send it to the person. Make sure you put everything in there that you want and just send it. What's the worst that's going to happen is they don't read it. Nobody's going to make fun of you. Nobody's going to laugh at you. Nobody's going to yell at you. They're probably just going to give you advice because we were all at that point. We were all starting out. Everybody in this industry from Matthew Barry all the way down to somebody who just wrote their first blog. We've all been in that position and it's hard and like anybody can DM me and I will give you as much advice as you need. Um, I've got a friend who I met in the Twitter community who I've known him for about two years, but he just started content creation and he started reaching out to me like, Hey, how do I do this? But he wasn't going to reach out to me because he didn't think that I had time for him. But I read his first piece. was like, this was great. He's like, oh, shit, I can talk to you. We're all willing to. Anybody at any level of this industry will give you any advice. Don't be scared. Like, seriously, don't be scared. No, that's great. Because for this show, I have to DM everybody that I want to get on the show. Um, and... I don't normally put myself out there like that. So it was, it was really nerve wracking for me to do it the right. Everyone's been a hundred percent completely nice. If they can't do it, they tell me no big deal. Um, I know everyone's busy and we have different things, but I would say 90 plus percent of the time, everyone was willing to hop on and do whatever I asked of them to, to come on. And like I said, I mean, there's some people in, in, that I was able to talk to in this industry that, that have been in the industry for a long time that are very busy. But I mean, like you said, everyone's been here before. I would say 99% of the community is extremely nice um, and extremely helpful. So definitely just reach out and all it takes is one message um, and we'll go from there. Well, so one good example I have is we ended up getting filled Yates for the in-between show last year. He was super gracious. Shout out Mike Fiella from DLF. He's the one who made it happen. Field couldn't have been nicer, super accommodating. So we wanted to have him on again this year. I hadn't DM'd with him since we'd had him on last summer. I reached out to him like, hey, you know, would this work? It's like, yeah, absolutely. Pencil me in. We picked a date. No big deal. Didn't talk for two months. The week before, I reached out to him. He was like, crap. I don't know if I can do it. Field Yates reworked his schedule to be on our show. <clears throat> Field Yates from ESPN. So if you think that that person that you're going to reach out to doesn't want to talk to you, it's probably the opposite. They'll probably be excited to help you be a guest on your show. If you're trying to get that going, like people are going to be helpful. Just, just do it. Just rip the bandaid off. It'll feel better when that person responds and they're helping you out. And all of a sudden you've created a relationship with someone who honestly down the line, that relationship could really help your career if that's what you want to do. Absolutely. And selfless uh, plug for the company. Uh, we just had field Yates uh, on triple play fantasy with a great interview with uh, David Mendelson. So if you have not seen that yet, go ahead and check on our YouTube uh, channel. It's also on our podcast uh, network as well. Uh, a fun conversation with field Yates and David. So I am a company man as well. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the last of my, uh, we'll call it the serious questions uh, in triple play fantasy uh, expectations. I have some rapid fire questions. If you are game, let's go. All right. So I've been trying to theme these to my guests. So you love to go to Mexico. You recently just came back from a trip to Mexico. So these are all going to be Mexico themed rapid fire questions. Awesome. So we'll start off with, I think it's an easy one. Uh, what is your favorite city or town to visit in Mexico? So I've only ever been to, I've been to three Cozumel, uh, Riviera Maya Cancun area, those places are fine. They're super touristy, but Puerto Vallarta is where it's at. It's like a mountain slash beach town. It's the it's my favorite place on earth. 
quite literally. Awesome. And then uh, I added some facts into these questions this is the first time. So Coca-Cola is very popular in Mexico, so popular that individuals consume an average of 163 liters per year, which is 81 and a half two liter bottles. So what is the best Coca-Cola branded soda for you? Uh, it's Mexico. In Mexico, it's <clears throat> they use pure cane sugar <clears throat> that is grown in the mountains <laughs> near a lot of the like plants that can it. So it's like, dude, there's just something about Mexican Coke that is so different and so delicious. Like, oh, I want one now. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that does it's sound delicious. Right. <laughs> it's so good, man. It's so good. You have to get those shipped out back to you in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, so I have a would you rather. Uh, would you rather be a human pinata for five minutes or accidentally sit on a cactus? I'll sit on a cactus, thank you. It can't be that bad, right? Uh, I, I've never sat on a cactus, but, but yeah, getting, getting hit. <laughs> yeah, repeatedly. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what time, like if five minutes was too much, not enough to really push it. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see if there's a time where you'd rather get hit <laughs> instead of sit on the cactus. I don't think that time will ever come. <laughs> so Mexico is known for having amazing beaches. Uh, you already referenced them. Would you rather go to a nude beach for a day without sunscreen and shade or get stung by jellyfish on at least 90% of your body? Dude, I'm taking the jellyfish sting, man. I burn so bad. <clears throat> I would literally, I would probably be blistered on my entire body if you made me do that. Yeah, well, that's that's a tough one, but yeah. yeah I mean, they're <laughs> both, they're both awful. <laughs> I'm sorry to do that to you. Uh, but, but we'll end on a positive one. Which is better, guacamole or Mexican street corn? So I've never had Mexican street corn in Mexico. I've only had it here. But either way, guacamole, because guacamole is just bomb. Who did? I don't know anybody who doesn't like guacamole. I definitely know a few people, um, but I, I don't understand it. I'm not trying to judge, but, but yeah, gu guacamole is delicious. You don't need that kind of negativity in your life, man. <laughs> Come on. I didn't man. say I hang out with them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because the guacamole in Mexico is different. They don't. It's just basically avocado, lime, and salt. They don't do like the tomatoes, the onions. Occasionally they'll toss jalapenos in it, but it's just like almost like pure guacamole and it. it's pure uh, avocado and it's so good. Yeah, see, when I make my own, it, it's literally just avocado, little lime juice, salt, and maybe a little cilantro. Try throwing in a little bit of mayonnaise. Makes it creamy, just like a little spoonful. We do that for uh, Jackson for his to get him to eat it. And he still does give it. that a try. I got, I got TV recommendations. I got recipe recommendations this is great hey uh, now i was a chef for 12 years so i've got lots of recipe recommendations i will have to hit you up after the show for yeah, some man. more recommendations anytime that's awesome uh but that was the last of my rapid fire questions i think you did very well uh i, I know some of them were tough with uh, the pinata and the <laughs> right like pain yeah uh, it's, it's the best way to, to go with it would you rather <laughs> yeah oh no definitely definitely but I want to thank you for taking the time to join me and letting us all get to know you a little bit better. Uh, can you please let everyone know where they can find you and all of your fantastic content? 
Yep. So you can find me at Nate Palvin on Twitter. Uh, you can find my work at IBT underscore media on Twitter in dash between media.com. You'll find me kicking around fantasy pros with my offensive line rankings this season, as well as I will have a weekly with trophy smack. It's not analysis. It's just going to be funny, um, which I'm looking forward to some satire writing just for fun, no research. And you can find me also coming off the edge every Thursday at 10 PM Eastern on our YouTube channel at edge off chaos on Twitter. Twitter. That's just a fun one with some friends, um, some analysis, some laughing, some joking, some shenanigans, some chaos. That's about it. That's awesome. Well, as you guys were watching or listening, this is Triple Play Fantasy. Like I said from the top, make sure you go ahead, like, subscribe, follow, all that fun stuff. Great way to support the team. We have so much content coming out right now. It's not just football. We're Triple Play Fantasy. So we got baseball, basketball. We even talk about movies, food, all of it. So make sure you guys go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Thanks again, Nate and everyone out there. Have a great one until the next episode. Thanks for having me.